Next on BYU Sports Nation, what does BYU football season finale at Hawaii mean for this season and the next one? It's a hoops doubleheader game day, and will BYU have its leading score tonight against the Purple Eagles? Plus, Blaine Fowler talks hoops and football. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. What is up? BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, November 21st, two days away, baby. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is in the Marriott Center getting ready for women's basketball coming up at the top of the hour. So I'm joined by a man who has booked a bus tour in Manhattan for Thanksgiving night. That's no joke for Jason Shepard. That's right. I, uh, I'm, I'm flying to New York City on Thursday. New York City. New York City. That's right. Yeah. BYU basketball is playing in a tournament in Brooklyn. That's right. And I'm, I'm going out to, to call those games on, on BYU radio. So, And I've never been to New York, by the way. First you're gonna, time you're gonna love it. Ev- it's the first time I've ever been there. So I mean, clearly we're gonna like you know do all the the, the sightseeing. Yes. In fact, I put together a uh, I don't know. It's kind of stupid, I guess. But I put together like a little uh, like photo collage yeah. of all the places that we're gonna go. Check it out. Okay. Uh, hey, the Marta bus. What? What are you uh, doing here? Come on, bus. What? What? <laughs> what is? Get out of here. <laughs> There's no Georgia Dome implosion. What are you? Even wow. Doing here? Wow. <laughs> what? Marta bus, it'll get you every time. You're going to have fun in New York, by the way. I, I'm excited. Like I said, I've in never been there. In spite of buses covering up your collages? Yeah. I put a lot of time into that photo collage, by the way. Yeah, and I guess we can't show it. It's too late. No. Let's get to some BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball team hosts a team from New York, Niagara, tonight at 9 Eastern. Don't uh, underestimate the Purple Eagles, by the way. They're, they're why no, are they no purple? ordinary? Do we know why they're purple? Uh, why can't they just be the there Eagles? Was, there was an accident at the, uh, at the plant in the city. <laughs> uh, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. BYU radio coverage with your boy Jason Shepard at 8 Eastern time tonight. Elijah Bryant is a game-time decision due to a foot injury suffered against UT Arlington last Saturday. Associate head coach Heath Troyer, what's the latest with Bryant? He didn't practice today. Um, the MRI was negative, which is great news. Uh, he said it's feeling better, so I think it would probably be a game-time decision from what I understand. Okay, so we'll see if Elijah Bryant is hooping it tonight. If I'm BYU, I sit him. It is November 21st. Yep. You do not need him tonight against Niagara, in my opinion. Well, and especially if when you're playing two games back-to-back, one on Friday against Alabama, 25th-ranked Alabama. Third toughest team you'll play on the schedule. Yeah, and then UMass. Ironically enough, UMass on a Saturday. The rematch. The rematch. The revenge game, yes. So, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if, if there's any question, just, just sit them out. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, BYU women's basketball hosting UVU today, 1 p.m. Eastern time, live on BYU TV. It's in an hour. Immediately following this very show, it's Kids Day at the Marriott Center oh with several thousand elementary school students expected to be in attendance. It's actually one of the coolest environments you will ever see a basketball game in. It's awesome with all those kids in there. One of the biggest kids you'll ever meet, Spencer Linton, <laughs> will join us live from the Marriott Center to preview that game and talk about all kinds of other things. It's the final week of the football season. The Cougars are preparing for Hawaii. They leave tomorrow, by the way. Here's head coach Kalani Sitake on what a win at Hawaii would mean for the Cougars. Focus will be on trying to get this win and trying to send the seniors out on a win and also 
trying to set the tone for next season and something that we can work off of. Media availability coming up after the program uh, today as well. So a lot going on. The, men, uh, the football team will be playing, like the rest of you, uh, football on Thanksgiving morning. They're going to practice at a high school uh, and then have uh, you know Thanksgiving dinner later that day. So like a more legit turkey bowl than everybody else. Yeah, that turkey bowl is pretty good, right? <laughs> that's not Thursday. bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. BYU women's volleyball moved up two spots to number seven in the latest AVCA coaches poll. Okay. Cougars face LMU tonight in the final regular season match. BYU's three seniors, Cozy Burnett, Maddie Graham, and Aloe Robbins-Hardy, will be honored prior to tonight's match. Some notable seniors there, and the selection show coming up on the weekend. Will BYU be a seeded team in the top 16? That is the question. We will find out coming up this weekend. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. There's this awesome YouTube video where a guy sees two rainbows, and he asks the question, What does it mean? The answer is nothing in that case. But let's face it, BYU is 3-9. and nine. No bowl game. It's been a rough year. That's an understatement, okay? The good news, there is none. But BYU is playing a 13th game in Hawaii around uh, a holiday. That sounds like a bowl game to me. In fact, let's just call it the Honolulu Bowl, okay? 13th game, Hawaii, holiday, that's a bowl game. Whatever. So let's treat this like we have something to look forward to. Or not. Whatever. Do what you want with this season and this <laughs> game. But at least answer today's Twitter question. What does Saturday's game at Hawaii mean for BYU football? Like the man with the rainbows, I need to find meaning in this game. Well, let's see if uh, if at Mel Reed and Wright mm-hmm. uh, has any meaning. Honestly, my pride comes up a little if we're four and nine and not three and ten. Just a little. That ten just really kills me. I still feel terrible either way, though. That sets up the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU football has one 10-loss season. Ever. Ever. You want to guess when it was? How Are you about, asking me or the viewer? I'm I know. asking you. I know. Okay. The answer, yeah. 1949. Yes. Oh. 19, they were uh, 0-11. That was a bad year. It was a real bad year. I don't think Mark Lyons was on that team. No, 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 no. no. Mark Lyons was, was on the team in the 60s. Yeah, in 1968. Yeah. 1949, I mean, yeah, BYU did not have a good rushing game. What is the relevance year. with that today? 1949? Yeah. Not, not much. The double-digit possible. Yes. Yeah, that's the time. Yes, yeah. yes. You want to avoid that, sure. But what, what is the meaning of Saturday's game to you, Jason? Look, Saturday's game means two things to me. Number one, a win gives the seniors a victory in their final college game. That's nice. Uh, it's, it's nice. In somebody, somebody may want to downplay that. But... If it's your final game of your college, your final day of whatever, whatever it is, if you end it on a positive note, that's something that you will carry with you. Yes, the season has not been what the seniors wanted, but having that last game to send you off be positive, that's a big deal. Along those same lines, a win sends the returning players into the offseason with something positive. Regardless of what the situation is, if the last memory of that situation is positive, which as we've discussed on this program before, the unknown and the future, always positive. No. Yes. Not true. Look, it's They're just neutral. It's just human nature that if it's your last experience and it's good, yeah. you're going to feel better moving forward. Sure. Vice versa. If you lose, you, right. you've got a bad taste in your mouth the whole time. And I'm not saying that a loss means that you can't still take something positive 
moving forward, but, but it really. certainly helps yeah. to have a win. Beyond those two things, the game doesn't really mean anything. A fourth win doesn't get you bowl eligible. A fourth win doesn't get you to 500 or better. So in terms of this year, it, it doesn't really do anything. Mostly for me, it's about what it can do. And the word yesterday at, at football media availability was a springboard. What it can do to springboard the guys that are coming back in, and will be preparing in the offseason into those offseason workouts. The Richards Building is under construction, so BYU is looking for a springboard because there's not one on <laughs> campus right now. In relation to this season, this game doesn't matter. What's the difference between 4-9 and, and 3-10? and 10? There's not a real difference. The damage has been done. There's a massive crater. Don't pour some dirt on it and tell me it's less of a crater. I've seen what the crater looked like already, okay? It's about next year. Get some good mojo, a bright spot. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. A UNLV Part 2. That felt good. This season has stunk. You can use other words for that, okay? This season has stunk. I want another UNLV just to feel like, hey, that was, that was a game that BYU where they played like they should play, like we expect them to play. Because meeting expectations are even exceeding. That's where you find some excitement, okay? Uh, I, I don't want to feel awful until spring ball, which to a degree, given how this season played out, will happen regardless, but it'd be nice. And you're right. Ending a season with the win matters. It really does. I want to rewind to 2008. Quest for perfection, crushed by TCU, 32-7. and seven. BYU went into the, the Vegas Bowl and played Rob Gronkowski in Arizona in 08. And lost that game to an upstart, excited Arizona team. BYU had, was bored. It was their fourth straight Las Vegas Bowl. BYU lost that game. They were 10-3, and three and we felt bummed because expectations were met. But also because the season ended in a bowl loss. So winning the Honolulu Bowl this week <laughs> against Hawaii. It's really not that. It's not, but it is. <laughs> Would be nice. It's not going to be something good, but it, it, it would just be nice. We also have short-term memories, and we can only really remember things I just that referenced re- something nine years ago. Recent, no, but what I'm saying recently, like, like well, yeah, the Caesars, but hey, we, we won the last one. <laughs> no, there's a massive crater, and it stinks. Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. What's your opinion to this question? What does Saturday's game at Hawaii mean for BYU football. Let's go to Twitter. You got tweets. At Loyal to the Royal, it means the difference between a really, really bad season and truly horrible season. I know Jeremy Jordan doesn't agree. You're right. I agree with you that I don't agree. <laughs> but winning or losing matters to the teams and, and the fans. Yeah, I, I just think there's not a huge difference between three and four wins. Well, there, there isn't. There, there isn't. And that's why I said in terms But, but it'd be nice to end the season. Yes, the you want to end the season on a positive note. Sure. That's what, that's what you want. In terms you of always want to win. Yes. yes. Just the damage has been done. The, yes, the damage. That's why I said this season, it is what it is. A fourth win, is not, it's, it doesn't change what the season as a whole has been. Nor will it change the quarterback situation to me. So we, we exaggerated the performance of Joe Critchlow because we've had nothing. So then something happened. So then it, we latched onto it, right? Joe Critchlow had his freshman moment. He threw four picks. He threw four picks at freeze cap 435. <laughs> there, you Jeremy, have a request here. Jeremy, your best Morgan Freeman voice. <clears throat> you know what they say about the Pacific. They say it has no memory. That's where I want to live the rest of my life. A warm place. With no memory. In Hawaii? Is that what you're getting at? 
Is that what they're getting at? I guess. I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I guess. At FanLit Fan. It's a statement about the honor of the team. Will they fight and win even when the season's a wreck? Will they fold and surrender? I've been asking this question for six to seven games. And it hasn't been answered. It's not going to be answered now. This is an opportunity to go into the offseason on a positive note. That's what you want to do. Tis the season to be thankful. We're thankful for Between the Lines, which is coming your way in about 15 minutes. Kalani Sataki says he knows the changes that need to happen with BYU football. What are they? Blaine Fowler discusses. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. The conversation's happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. After further review, airs tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Dave Blaine, who you may hear from very shortly. Mm. David and Brian, I'll recap the loss to UMass and look ahead to the season finale at Hawaii AFR tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. If anyone can make sense of what happened Saturday, those guys can. <laughs> Our Twitter question, what does Saturday's game at Hawaii mean for BYU football? At B Royal Blue Coog. It's a chance to brighten the future a little. This game is going to sit on all our minds until spring ball, and a win will be an optimistic move in the right direction, and it is the senior send-off. Winning is always better than losing. That's what I would say. You should, you should create a t-shirt with that on there, by the way. I would also like it to be in every dentist's office in the western United States. With that in mind, let's bring in a guy who hangs out at hospitals, hospitals a lot because this isn't his primary means of income, although it is another means. Blaine Fowler is here. Hi, Blaine. <laughs> I like that. It, it is another means. Yes, like, it is. So, although when we have a Saturday like Dave and I had, yeah. I literally walked out of the Marriott Center and I turned to Dave and I go, they do not pay us enough for that crap. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, that was a lot of work. That was a lot of work, you guys. You're Saturday. Te- you're telling me. Yeah. You're like te- two you're wins. All of us. Two wins. You know, the team's playing great. Keeps your energy up. You know, you're feeling like, okay, I can, I yeah. can do a seven hours on the air deal. That's not a hard thing to do. Seven hours of what we watched and had to talk about. I, I thought, man, I would rather just stab myself in the eyes with some pens or something. Don't pull, Mc, don't pull a McMahon. That seems, an cool. a, an a, you know, a bit much. I know. Well, <laughs> yesterday it was Trevor and then, talking and then about I, bats and receivers in a closet. I know. And, and then, then it was I, Blaine. Then, but then I some of the eighties guys. Then I thought. Then I thought about it. I'm like, it's a game. It's a game. And and I was okay. I was okay. But it's more to a game. To the BYU fan base. I know. <laughs> this has been the most unique year in in modern times. And now and now we have. You know, BYU and Hawaii this week. And our Twitter question is this. What does Saturday's game at Hawaii mean for BYU football? It's, I think it's important because it takes them into the offseason um, with, with some answers if they can do some things well. And I think, you know, I think Joe Critchlow needs to play well this week. Everybody thought, hey, you know what? Whether Tanner comes back healthy or not next year, you know, we've got to have depth at that position. And I think – the previous week, everybody's like, yeah, we found the guy. Joe, Joe could, might be the guy. And AP Joe Fowler. Yeah, they, they, he had a whole he website. He hardly knew for, you, by the way. And, and, then, and then he really struggled, so everybody's like, whoa, what, what just happened? And, and so now he has a chance to learn um, about a lot of things that, that UMass did to him that UNLV didn't do in terms of scheme and disguising things and, and the way they, they had an excellent game plan against a freshman quarterback and confused the heck out of him and, conf- and confused the defensive front. They loaded up and said, you are not going to run it. 
And if you're going to beat us, your freshman quarterback is going to have to make split-second decisions against blitz packages, um, and he's have to get the ball out, and he's going to have to be ac- accurate, and your receivers are going to have to make plays. And early in the game, they didn't. They didn't step up. When a team plays that way against you, you have to, you have to say, uh-uh, that is not happening. You are not going to play that high-risk defense against us because you will pay. We're going to seam a couple of runs. We're going to go 70 yards for a touchdown. We're going to throw a ball over the top. We're going to get a touchdown, and you will back off. That's the mentality you have to have against that style of defense. And, and everybody's like, why did Ty throw it three times in the first drive? Because they double-dog dared him to, and all he needed to do was complete one of those for them to go, uh-oh. But, but we were so ineffective against that that they just kind of stayed with that, that style all game long. We never could get them to back off. It's hard to resist a double-dog dare, let's be honest. <laughs> I know. They double-dog dared Then if they go triple-dog dare, then... Yeah, but, yeah, then they well, you know, well, they double-dog dared, and we, we couldn't even live up to the double. We couldn't even beat the double-dog am, dare. Am I crazy? I brought this up on, on yes. post-game. Stop it. Let me finish. He is crazy. <laughs> no. Can we agree he's crazy? <laughs> no. He's crazy. The okay. first offensive possession that was a PI, not called. Okay? Yeah. Okay. If that's called, am I nuts to think, stop, that... If that's called and they move the chain right out of the gate, that could have started something or, or at least avoided the three and out or the, the, I don't know, giving them confidence or something that they moved the ball. Yeah, and this team's so fragile right now offensively that any good early would have helped. Uh, the problem is if, if you're UNLV, uh, I'm not UNLV, if you're UMass or you're Hawaii this week, you're now going to say, okay, this is what this is the game plan, and we're not going to give up on that game plan if they get one ball over the top. They're going to have to show us that they can do this a couple of times, and if they do it a couple of times. We'll, we'll probably back off, or if we get too aggressive up front and they and they hit a seam. You know, when you're bringing backers and running twists, sometimes you're just running the ball and you hit a seam, and then there's no second level, and now you got a running back running downhill one on one on a free safety who's not going to make the tackle if he's a decent running back. Um, and now you, you run 70 yards for a touchdown. So you, you get a couple of plays, and teams will go, okay, we're going to have to pick and choose our blitz package now. We can't kind of do what what we wanted to do. But they challenged BYU to do that. It was a good game plan. If you're playing a freshman quarterback, and we talked to Coach Whipple early in the week. He told us this is what we're going to do. Of course, we didn't tell BYU that because we keep confidences. But he said, this is what we have to come out and do. This is This is what you do against a young quarterback. And I was actually surprised the week before that UNLV stayed really vanilla and, and didn't really challenge them. They lined up in what they were going to run. They played basic coverages. They made Joe's reads really easy for him. And because they didn't load up the box, they allowed BYU to manhandle them at the line of scrimmage and run the football. So, so what happens in Hawaii now? Well, to do what UMass did, you have to have really solid corners, which they do. When we were talking to BYU's offensive coaches, they were saying, like, our matchups are good inside, but their corners are really good, like maybe as good as we've seen all year. The two guys are really athletic and really, really? good. And, and now I watch them in person. I'm going, man, those corners are really good. You saw them making play after play. I was really impressed with those corners. I don't think Hawaii has the corners to do what UMass just did. And so they can try that, but I think BYU has a higher probability if they run that like a, a steady diet of it, the BYU gets more big plays in the pass game. And, the, and, and then if you get some in the pass game, then the run game opens up. So I just don't know that Hawaii has the horses because to run that type of package, you have to be really confident that your corners can do that. And they may not even, they may look at their own corners and go, hmm, maybe we can't do a steady diet. I think, I think Whipple felt like we've got really good corners. Let's do this. Let's do this. 
BYU couldn't own the line of scrimmage against UMass. I thought they were running the ball well enough. Obviously, situational, you know, run, run it more. Well, when it's third and six and long, you're going to pass it or whatever, you know. Why Why didn't BYU run the ball more, in your opinion? Because they, they should it was 4.6 a pop with Canada and Hall. They should have run it more. And, and I think they they looked – you look at what the fronts that they were running, you're going, okay, they have more people in the box than we can block. So they're they're daring us to throw it, so we're going to throw it. But but at some point you have to go, but we, we got a freshman quarterback, so we do need to pound. I mean, so so think Stanford for a minute. Stanford, everybody puts eight in the box against Stanford. Because Stanford, for how many years since Jim Harbaugh was there, and now David Shaw's there, and continues the same tradition, it's like, no. We're going to maul you at the line of scrimmage, and we're going to run the football at you. So Bryce Love this year. So this is another very good football team, right? He gets one yard. He gets one yard. He gets one yard. They punt. They play solid defense. He comes back. He gets one yard. He gets one yard. And then he runs 75 yards for a touchdown. And then Bryce Love's averaging, what is that, a carry? Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got six carries for, for 80 yards. Yeah, and it's For 80 points. yards. Yeah. And you're going, oh, he's averaging 11 yards a carry. Well, he had a bunch of one-yard runs. But they, they kept pounding it, kept pounding it, because these teams are putting so many people in the box that eventually he gets to see him and he goes. Now, BYU doesn't have Bryce Love. <laughs> I mean, he's... He's ridiculous. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate. But the, the, that kind of concept has to be there that you run the ball early and you may not have as much success, but if you're really good up front and you have solid running backs, the yards per carry average over time increase. And, and they increase because you pop a couple of big plays. And that's one of the things we've been lacking this year, some big plays in the run game. Although with KJ's in there, we seem to get more of them. Seventy-five yarders. Right. Smalley has a fifth. Uh, right. So you have a few of those. Yarder. And then where you're getting one and two yards per carry in the first quarter and playing field position is still zero-zero. And third and fourth, you start to wear these teams down, and now you are getting five yards of carry. Like you're literally getting five yards of carry. It's not just because you're popping one and you're you're still in the ball game. So so they could have been more patient in the run game. The defensive sets they were seeing would dictate throw. So you have to be really disciplined to think. Hmm. Even though maybe we don't, we, we've got to continue to make these guys be honest and hope we can pop one here. And you're going to mix, pass, and run in. Um, but there, were, there were plays that needed to be made in the pass game. A couple missed throws, a couple bad reads, and then a couple plays that our receivers needed to catch. You know, the one that everybody keeps asking me about: Should Bushman have caught that? Yeah, it's hard to get on a kid that's been as amazing as he's been. But that's a ball you catch, and that's a game-changing catch. You know, that's a on you know. Critchlow improvising and throwing. That's a game-changing catch. Fourth and 20 would have been a huge Four, Fourth play. and 20 for a touchdown. And now it's a one-score one game, and you have an unbelievable With amount of momentum. time. Right? Yeah. So, so, and that's just the last one that we remember. But there were a couple others that, that should have been caught during the course of that game. When you're in a ball game, you're struggling on offense, there's two or three plays in a game that if somebody comes up with a huge play, you have a chance to win the game. If they don't, you don't. And that, that was the story. Coach Satake has mentioned a couple of times throughout the year and then said it again yesterday that he knows what needs to change. What do you think some of those things are? They have to get consistency at the quarterback position. And you can't go into a season going, you know what, we're going to use five guys. So that, that's, that's just rotten bad luck. But they also, with their top guys – have to be more consistent. They have to be more consistent with proper reads. The ball has to come out on time, and 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 it has to go into the right spots. And maybe the most talented guy isn't the guy. Sometimes the guy that doesn't have the big arm and doesn't is the best guy because he gets the ball out on time and it goes to the right spot. So they they have to make sure 
that these quarterbacks really understand the offense, and they have to have mul- multiple of them because you might go through two guys, maybe even three. You're not. What's the chance you're going to go through have five different guys play that position in a season? Now I'm counting Kofensky. Yeah, like four plus Kofensky. Right, but right. Yeah, that's not. Uh, that's that's, that's n- a sign of a bad season. Right, that's a sign that, of you're, injury. You're going to lose games if you have those kinds of injuries at that position. Having an injury at that position is like having five other injuries at other. You know. Sure. And so, so you comp you, you compound it because. You get killed at running back with injuries. They had big plans for KJ Hall. They, they, they had, um, you know, die. They had plans for in the past game. Latolatol could have been the guy. So, so they lose so many playmakers. They lose all. So you can, and not to downplay linemen, but they were deep enough on the offensive line. They could have lost a couple of offensive linemen with no drop off. And they and they didn't. That's been the healthiest. Unit and they didn't the lose a consistent unit. The most deep unit we have on the team didn't get hurt. And the units that are so vital to what you do did. So sometimes it's not just the number of injuries, it's at what position. Yeah. If you're getting quarterbacks killed, you better have a feature running back. If you're getting feature running backs killed, you better have a quarterback that can carry you. And then they built a whole offense around tight ends because they thought they had five really good tight ends. Bushman was the fourth of those. And your feature guy ends up being the fourth guy. Now, I think he would have ended up being the feature guy anyhow. But they had, they had five guys. They were, they were going to play a bunch of two and three tight end sets. And they couldn't. So, so what changed? He knows what needs to change. They got the number one thing is they got to be better at quarterback. They have to have more consistency at quarterback. They got to keep people healthy at running back. And then I think they can build an offense around tight ends next year. They're, they're going to be complete mismatches. You get Moroni healthy, who is going to be a game changer. Um, Tukuafu is really, really good and can play every down. He's a two hundred seventy pound guy that runs like the wind and has great hands. He's a complete mismatch. Bushman's going to be another 15 pounds heavier, and nobody's going to be able to guard him. And so all of a sudden, maybe the quarterbacks look way better if those guys are all healthy. Seriously. Right? And so, so there's some things that are just going to happen by virtue of getting people healthy and another year in the system, they're going to make them better. Uh, but they have to get better there, and they need to get confident enough in their corners that, that they can play a little more aggressive defensively. But they have to be better on offense because part of their play calling on defense is conservative because they're worried that they can't that the offense is going to put them in bad positions. And so they have to be able to play more aggressive. And to do that, they got to be more solid at corner and more confident in their corners. they got to be better at quarterback. And I think the tight end situation is going to improve so much that, that that's going to help tremendously with the offensive production. Blaine Fowler is on BYU Sports Nation. Those are some of the changes, hopefully, on the field uh, that will happen for BYU going into next year. Let's transition to hoops and finish with this. Uh, BYU coming off loss to UT Arlington, where they trail by 25 at home, never a good thing. Niagara tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. You're on the call with Dave uh, McCann. What do you think of this matchup with the Purple Eagles? They're not UT Arlington. <laughs> that's the good news. Elijah that's, Bryant, game time decision. They like to get up and down the floor like UT Arlington does, which is, which is good. Um, and I think that BYU is going to match up defensively better. Now, people are going, oh, my goodness, we thought BYU was good. And I go, hey, easy, people. They shot horribly. And – that's why nobody goes undefeated in college basketball. Duke's going to lose a game they shouldn't lose this year and maybe even get blown out in a game by – and you're going to go, how does that happen? Because they just don't shoot it. And BYU didn't shoot it. UT Arlington shot the lights out. And now there's this big gap because UT Arlington's a legit – you know, they, they, they maybe are a top 25 team. We're going to see. But they're in that caliber. And they have a big-time NBA guy, Hervey. Hervey, yeah. There's six NBA scouts there, and I have a couple of them that are really good friends. One that I'm a really good friend with uh, that scouts for the Bulls, and I got talking to him, and he goes, oh, yeah. He's, he's a 6'9 kid that has guard skills. 
And he said, only question on him is, will he bring it every single time up and down the floor? Like, if he gets a mentality, the killer mentality, he's a really good NBA player. And you could see it. You could see it. And their guard is a great playmaker. And, Neil, so that's a very talented UT Arlington team. BYU couldn't have an off-shooting night against that team or they're going to get blown out of the gym. And so they had an off-shooting night. They played a really good team. And then it affected both ends of the floor. That's an aberration in my mind for this basketball team. And Niagara's not – does not have the talent level that UT Arlington has. And BYU's got to find that stroke again and knock down some shots. They're, they'll lose games if they can't make shots. Seriously. <laughs> uh, fun fact, you're on TV four times today. Twice for BYU Sports Nation. Mm-hmm. Once for After Further Review, coming up at 7 Eastern. Mm-hmm. And then uh, BYU Basketball at 9 Eastern. <sighs> this is the superest Tuesday of all time. This is, this is Super Duper Tuesday. It's the Super Duper Tuesday. Blaine TV. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys don't get tired of me. <laughs> and hopefully we have a lot more fun on, on y- yes. tonight on the live Yes, BYU game. won't go two for 20 from three. I don't <laughs> no, that's think, not going to uh, happen. Tonight. I, was like, I felt like I might have been able to make one from left-handed. Yeah. From the scores table, a little closer than they were shooting. <laughs> Blaine Fowler, we appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. It's Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation. Much more coming up uh, with Spencer Linton as That's well right. in the Marriott Yeah, Center. double dose of BYU Hoops today, BYU TV, BYU Radio. We will talk with Spencer later in the show. And next, have you ever wanted to watch Handsome Taniello play Pictionary and eat with other people? Well, me neither, but you're in luck. You can do that today in a new Between the Lines Thanksgiving dinner Pictionary Edition with Lauren McLean. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. You may be aware of this. Uh, you can catch the final BYU football with Kalani Satake of the season tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. We've got two player guests for you, too. Handsome Tanielu and Kesney Telsinger joining the show. That aired last night. Yes. And it, on BYU Radio. Uh, in KSL, and then uh, we're live on, uh, or we're on BYU TV tonight. So pick what you want, or do both. You can listen to Jason, do the pregame show on BYU Radio at mm-hmm, 8. Mm-hmm. You can also watch BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Check it out tonight. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's hoops, ball night! They host Niagara at 9 Eastern time uh, on BYU TV. As mentioned, Jason Shepard on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern with pregame coverage. Thank you. Thank you very much. Elijah Bryant, a game-time decision due to a foot injury suffered against UT Arlington. Associate Head Coach Heath Schroyer, what's up with Bryant? He didn't practice today. Um, the MRI was negative, which is great news. Uh, he said it's feeling better, so I think it would probably be a game-time decision from what I understand. Okay, we'll see you tonight, or listen uh, tonight. Women's basketball hosts Utah Valley coming up in 26 minutes on BYU TV. Precise. We'll talk to Spencer Linton coming up in the next segment. It's Kids Day at the Marriott Center. So bring some, uh, bring some earplugs, even if you're watching on TV. <laughs> Several thousand elementary school students expected to be in attendance. It is a wild environment. It is. It's a fun environment. It's final week for BYU football. The Cougars preparing for the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Here's head coach Kalani Satake and what a win at Hawaii would mean for the Cougars. Focus will be on trying to get this win and trying to send the seniors out on a win and also trying to set the tone for next season and something that we can work off of. That's been part of our discussion today, too, what a win would mean. Kalani Stocky just answered it right there. And seventh-ranked BYU women's volleyball. They're now seven. They're up two spots. That's right. Highest ranking of the season. They play LMU in the regular season finale tonight at home. The Cougars' three seniors, Cozy Burnett, Maddie Graham, and Alohi Robbins-Hardy, will be honored prior to the match. Thanksgiving, two days away. One of the best holidays, right? Food, family, football, it's the best. What a wonderful holiday. In fact, let's get it going a little early with a, with a feast in the form of Between the Lines. 
BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. We're going to be playing Picture Aids, which is our version. Truth or Turkey, eating a lot of food with six of your favorite athletes. Let's celebrate Thanksgiving. Welcome to Between the Lines Thanksgiving special. Kesley, you can't laugh. I'm sorry. What's your favorite family Thanksgiving tradition? We used to cook a lot of food, but then uh, I got really lazy of cleaning everything. So I suggested that uh, we go to like this like buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that that would be my favorite tra- tradition just because um, yeah, I, I don't have to do much. Maria, what's your favorite Thanksgiving dessert? I'm from Brazil, so I've never been for. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your first Thanksgiving? That's my first Thanksgiving. Guys, look here. Maria's first Thanksgiving. Welcome. Welcome. Whatever this is, I like it a lot. That's it is my actually favorite. pretty good. That's your favorite Thanksgiving dessert and the only Thanksgiving dessert you've ever had. What are you most grateful for this Thanksgiving? My baby, not handsome, but my real baby <laughs> in real life. He can't eat real food yet, which kind of sucks for Thanksgiving, but he's like the coolest thing I have right now is my baby. What Thanksgiving dish do you look forward the most? Pie, without a doubt. Peach, pumpkin. Chocolate sand. Look at the stars in her eyes. I know, I just... (laughs) She's so high. What's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? I'm going to say family first, everyone. All the family getting together. Second aspect would probably be the food, for sure. Just sitting there stuffing yourself. And then the third would probably be the nap right after stuffing yourself. (laughs) This next round we are going to play, it's called Truth or Turkey. All right, Alyssa and Kesney. Truth or Turkey? Thanksgiving is only celebrated in the U.S. Turkey. It's turkey. It's celebrated in Canada as well. Handsome and Brendan. The first Thanksgiving lasted three days. Turkey. I'm going to go. Turkey. Turkey. (laughs) You're both wrong. (laughs) It's actually true. The first Thanksgiving was celebrated three days. Two teammates going head to head. Truth or turkey, the real Plymouth Rock is cracked. True. You both got it right. Nice. All right, guys, now we're going to play Thanksgiving Picture Aids. Team one over here and team two. On your mark, get set, go. A turkey. Oh! Hey, you guys stay up here. All right, on your mark, get set, go. Candy corn. Oh! Candy corn, candy egg. Mark, set, go. Oh, a top hat. A pioneer. I got that one. I got that one. What did you hear? You drew a line. A bunch of pioneers came and got this place going. Go. Circle, sun, moon, pie, apple pie, pumpkin pie. Oh, you got it. Oh, she got it right here. What was that? Cornucopia. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know what that was either. Go. Leaf. You got it. That's a leaf. Perfect leaf. <laughs> what? That is beautiful. Hey, that's a good leaf. That is hey. very beautiful. You guys, we ended in a tie, huh? Do we have a tiebreaker? On your mark, get set, go. An eye, eyeball, leaf, football. Football. Turkey ball. Oh! oh Team two with the win. Good job, guys. Were you drawing a turkey in a bowl? Yeah, but I started with the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us for Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, nice.
There was a whole lot of athleticism at that table. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for that. It was a blast. Next week, we're going to do a senior tribute for the football players, and it's going to be featuring some of you and some of our favorite players. Join us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL, and also follow us on Instagram. So I think the women's basketball team needs to work on their high fives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, if we're, paying, exactly. if we're playing picture aid, I want handsome on my team. Keep like like a good. circle turkey. Yeah. Like it, but I mean, Ke- what else are you going to guess? Disney was good is, as well. Is the first, you know, the first thing you're going to draw right. at a Thanksgiving Pictionary yeah. game. Easy, <laughs> easy money. Oh, that, yeah. It was awesome. Thanks, Lauren. Thanks, guys. Coming up, all American Cougars. Who are they? We'll tell you in the whip. And why is the Marriott Center full of children today? And why is Spencer Linton among them? We will discuss after the break. This is BYU Sports Nation. No kids here. They're all in the Marriott Center. I promise you. Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jeremy and Jason live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. Coming up at the top of the hour, in fact, uh, just under 17 minutes from now, we've got BYU Women's Basketball on BYU TV and BYU Radio Cougars hosting UVU on Kids Day. In fact, let's go live to the Marriott Center right now so, one, we can see children filing in, and two, we can see the biggest kid of them all, our homie. Spencer, don't call me Spender Linton. Spencer, what's up, man? How's the Marriott Center? What's going on? It is full of screaming loud children, and I can't hear myself after this game each year for like three days, but (laughs) I just found out that they're going to do it twice here this year, so have that to look forward to. See, the the part that's most exciting, not not only is just the energy that they bring, but in... Marta, uh, Bus, what, get Marta? Out of, Come on. Come on, Bus. covering Spencer. Get out of here. Come on. Get out of here. Yeah, what? I'm not sure that's such a big deal. <laughs> we can see your nose up. <laughs> <laughs> During timeouts, though, Spencer, they, they play music that children will know, and then the yes. whole place sings yes. along. So what song are you hoping, above all others, that they play to get the kids riled up? Justin Bieber, Baby. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. yeah. You know that it will go... Absolutely bonkers in this place when Bieber comes on. Anything Bieber, Taylor Mi- Swift, Miley Cyrus, yeah. the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. Is that was incredible, unbelievable. <laughs> that was incredible. Yes, looking forward to that for sure. Now, why does BYU do this? Well, I think they want to give the community an opportunity to come in and see the Marriott Center in a way that they otherwise couldn't do it. And uh, honestly, Jeff Judkins loves the energy that these kids bring, which is why he wanted it not once but twice this year. Yeah. Give them all pom-poms. It's a great visual, as you can see. It is a lot of fun for the players to feed off of this energy. And just, I don't know, it's a field trip for kids, right? If you went to school and they're like, hey, we're going to go watch a basketball game for school today, do you think you'd be excited? Uh, Yes, please. Uh, Yes. It would be amazing, right? Yes, for 200, Alex. Yeah. Not to mention it's the Crosstown Clash, or, Jerem, for you, it's the University Parkway Collision. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a BYU Sports Nation thing. That connects them. We should use that. Yes. The University Parkway Collision, Utah Valley, and BYU today. Now tell us a little bit about the matchup, because women's hoops, they went to Washington last week. They got a split. Now they're hosting UVU, a game in which they hope they win at home. Yeah, this has been an interesting BYU team because they played well at Washington, a team that went to the Final Four not too long ago. 
But they've looked a little bit lackadaisical in their games against Southern Utah and Eastern Washington, but they found a way to come back and win those games late. Jeff Judkins is waiting for that complete performance, that, that team with urgency to show up that did against Washington today against Utah Valley on their home floor. So uh, I, I, we're still kind of trying to uh, define this team. We're looking for an identity within BYU women's basketball. It's Cassie DeVagere, and then who else can step up and be consistent? Yes. And by the way, I did spray a little on today. <laughs> I was wondering because I literally, I'm not joking, I drove by a big lots this morning, and I'm like, I wonder if he's going to slap on the DeVagere. Absolutely. I walked past Bill Hoops, who was working at Utah Valley. He used to be a BYU guy, and he said, you smell nice. And I thought, Tavashere. <laughs> Can we yes. talk about the schedule today, by the way? So, obviously, our sports coverage kicks off with this program. Then women's basketball against Utah Valley coming up with you and Kristen. Say hi to Kristen Kozowski. Hello, me, Kristen. BYU Sports Nation says hello. Yeah, she's right there, probably. Um, then, then we have our rebroadcast of this program after further review. BYU football is calling stocky. And then a men's basketball game tonight. Yeah, that's how we roll. Um, and you're going to be on the men's basketball game courtside as well, uh, sidelining that. This is an interesting one with Niagara because Elijah Bryant's a game-time decision. We, we said we don't think he should play if, if there's going to be any long-term effects. It's, it's November 21st, right? I don't think there's a significant rush to get him back on the floor. BYU should be able to handle Niagara without Elijah Bryant, right? So get him healthy for when he has to go back east and play against Alabama, top 25 team, and UMass. So I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, If there's any concern, any hesitancy at all by the, the training staff, the coaching staff, just rest him, let him get healthy for the weekend, and make sure your guys are focused and ramped up, ready to take care of Niagara tonight. Spencer, our Twitter question today uh, is in regards to BYU football. It's what does Saturday's game at Hawaii mean for BYU football? Jeremy and I have voiced our opinions on this. You know my opinion. Yeah. Where do you stand on this? What does this game mean? Well, after listening to Kalani Satake last night, my opinion changed a little bit because I know how much it matters to him and this team and the staff to win the final game. Hello, hello, hello friend. <laughs> Is that Marta? That's the no, Marta no, bus. No, Marta. He was here. Yeah. His name's Marta. No, his name is not Marta. Uh, getting back to what this football game means for BYU against Hawaii, I just know that it means a lot to these guys to win their final game. And who knows what kind of staff is going to come back next year and what kind of changes we're going to see. This is their maybe a few of these individuals' last opportunity to work on this staff and to kind of put together a last hurrah moment, if you will. So I know that BYU wants to go out with a win, get to four wins, and avoid a double-digit loss total. So there are some things. It's not going to fix anything. The season's already you know, out the window. No bowl game, obviously. But it, it will help heal a few of those wounds, especially for those internal that are really close to the heart of the program. What do you mean no bowl game? They're playing a 13th game. <laughs> in okay, Hawaii. it's the Hon- okay. holiday. What You're are you right. talking about? It's the Honolulu Bowl. How dare I overlook that? It is the Honolulu Bowl coming up yes. this weekend. You, you, listen, listen, I'll hold down the fort. Fine. Okay, okay. You're going to be in New York. <laughs> You're going to be in Hawaii. So it's going to be a uh, wild Thanksgiving weekend. Jeremy will be in Provo. And I'll be in Provo. The real people need to be Provo in the heart Spain, of BYU though. broadcasting, Jim. You're the heart of BYU broadcasting. You know that's not true because I don't have one. Spencer, <laughs> we look forward to the women's basketball game coming up at the top of the hour uh, 11 minutes from now. You got it. BYU trying to go 3-1. There you go. Spencer Linton from the Marriott Center with all of his best friends. Devashere. Devashere. Smells like pure gasoline. <laughs>
Our Twitter question today. <laughs> what does Saturday's game at Hawaii mean for BYU football? At Shay Lorenc. I didn't say that correctly, but that's what it looks like to me. Shay Lauren C. There you go. Lauren C. Thank you. Aloha means goodbye to the seniors. Mm. They poured their heart and soul into this team. We're going to miss them. I, I would agree with that. You want to win for those guys. Absolutely. It's been a tough year. It'd be nice to end for those guys. That, there's the value in this game to me. Uh, at GBM for BYU, a win provides some redemption for this season. Mm. Hawaii is not an easy place to play. And the redemption? Warriors, yeah, I don't know if I'm going redemption. Hawaii is not an easy place to play, and the Warriors will be ready for BYU. Uh, they always are. A solid UNLV-type win would make the offseason easier to handle. Look. It's the Easier last by what four percent, not forty percent. It's the last memory you have. The game, hey, two years ago in the bowl, or last year when the uh, BYU did not play a great game. It was not a great bowl game against Wyoming. But what do we remember? Kainakua's interception. That it rained. That's what I. But Kainakua's interception, and then they won. Yeah. That's what you remember. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have a few moments there, that, and that's what I said. Give me UNLV part two. That's what I want Saturday. And then it have some meaning. Does it have meaning on the season? No. Does it have meaning on how you feel about how it ended? Yes. You can find meaning in everything, Jerem. Because the future is. Because the future and the unknown is always neutral. Positive. Always positive. <laughs> Coming up, all American Cougars and moving up in the rankings, all covered in the whip. Plus, will Elijah sit in the empty seat next to the coaches tonight? You know this is happening. This is BYU Sportsman. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Hey, thanks to our guests today, Blaine Fowler, Lauren McLean, Spencer Linton, and the guy that walked in front of Spencer Linton. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Future guests include Greg Rubel, Dennis Pitta, and Steve Cleveland, maybe even Pilgrims. There will not be Pilgrims. What? No. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Men's hoops hosting Niagara tonight, 9 Eastern, with BYU Radio coverage starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Elijah Bryant, game time decision due to a foot injury suffered against UT Arlington. Women's basketball. Cougars host Utah Valley coming up next in 5 minutes and 55 seconds. It's Kids Day at the Marriott Center. Several thousand elementary school students expected to be in attendance. Football. It's the final week of the football season for the Cougars. BYU preparing for the Hawaii football team. That prep continues for the final game of the regular season on Saturday. Volleyball. Cougars move up to number seven, two spots up in the ladies' ABCA Coaches Bowl. That's the highest they've been all year. LMU tonight in the Smithfield House, final regular season match for the Cougars. Three seniors will be honored, Cozy Burnett, Maddie Graham, and Alohi Robbins-Hardy. Cross country. Three members of the men's team were named All-Americans. Freshman Casey Klinger, junior Connor McMillan, and junior Rory Linkletter. All three finished in the top 40 at Nationals. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Let's give it to Casey Klinger. This is the freshman from American yep. Fork. Came in as a, a big-time recruit for BYU Crosscut. In fact, I would say he's the number one recruit BYU got in any sport last year. He ends up finishing first on the team at Nationals. Yeah, he deserves Tremendous. it. Tremendous. Yeah, he deserves it. Tremendous. Our Twitter question, what does Saturday's game at Hawaii mean for BYU football? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Greg Rosenhan. Who has a what is this? I, I don't know. I I don't want to say it and then okay, be wrong he, and then have everyone make yeah, fun I, of me on I Twitter. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And a, a, a what? A what? Acrostic. Acrostic. 
Because I thought it was Hopefully, something else, but I H, didn't say it. Uh, win and important improvements spells Hawaii. Hawaii, yes. Yeah, yeah. Using the first letter that's, of that's every. That's creative. That's it's very, very creative. It doesn't work verbally as well as it does visually. I'll tell you that. Uh, at CL <laughs> underscore living. It means the shortest end to the longest season. Hey, and then in parentheses, but you'll still be tempted to start a Wildcats countdown. Oh, yeah. More than tempted. We're doing it. Countdown. Marta, enter now. Marta. Marta. 284. Where's the bus when because you Because Marta is pro countdown. Where's the bus when you need Marta one? Marta enjoys the countdown. Public transit stinks. Marta is not interrupting a countdown. I can promise you oh, that. Oh, she's interrupting more than that. Our elite tweet of the day. There we go. Hey, Marta. <laughs> no, no. And by the way, Marta's over at the Marriott Center. Is she? Yeah, we saw it when we were talking with Spencer. The, oh, he? <laughs> the dude that walked in front of Spencer moment of the show? Our lead tweet of the day, at Crying Bronco. What? <laughs> I had a dream the bus blocked my view for the entire football season, and I wasn't even mad. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. If Marta <laughs> blocks the entire season, did the season happen? <laughs> the philosophical question. Yes. Of mm. If a tree falls in, <laughs> in the woods and no one's there, does it make a sound? Use hashtag BYUSN Wayne. Today is loaded. I, I hinted at what's coming, but uh, women's hoops coming up next in three minutes. BYU Sports Nation, the re-air at 6 Eastern, after further review at 7. BYU Football is calling stock at 8 Eastern. And then men's hoops at 9 Eastern. I mean, it is a loaded, loaded day, double ball night. Today is a fun Tuesday, November 21st. Yeah, and I'm glad we kind of got to kick it off. Yes. We got to start this fun sports day. Essentially, this is BYU-Utah Valley countdown to tip-off. Ooh. I like it. But it's BYU Sports. Mm. The conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand, BYUSN.com. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Lowell Matson, Baller. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. But coming up, BYU women's basketball led by Cassie against Utah Valley. Spencer Linton and Kristen Kozlowski on the call coming up in two minutes. Bye, Marta.